Rebecca. And Lily. And you're listening to Just Ghouly Things. Ooh. Hey, Boo Things, and welcome back to Just Ghouly Things, the quarantine spooky story special, episode 51. And we are your beautiful <laughs> hosts, Rebecca and Lily. Hey. So I just want to take a moment and say that, if that's okay with you, Lily, I'd like to dedicate this episode to my dad since it's his birthday. And Lily helped me a lot with my birthday gift. So I really didn't know what to get him because he's a really picky shopper. Like, I can't Mm -hmm. just get him anything. And, of course, I can't go to the malls. So um, I got this idea online to get a bunch of his close family and friends and have them all do a birthday message. And the video ended up running like 20 minutes long. So that'll be a good little short short movie for him to watch <laughs> before we eat. And of course, Lily's a part of it because he's she's like his daughter. So um, yeah, so I'm really excited to see kind of like what his reaction is. He's not really an emotional person, but I'm hoping he gets a little teary-eyed and I'm going to try to record it. <laughs> I'm sure he will. I, I hope so. I'd love to see, like, him kind of get some sort of emotion to him. Because he's very, like, he tries to act so, like, tough and, like, you know, like, such, like, a manly man. Yeah. Um. So it'll be nice to kind of see him break from that. Especially for his 60th birthday. We're supposed to have, like, a par- party for him, which will happen. It's just going to be postponed and not on his birthday. Yeah. Uh, for the big 6-0. So, you know, whatever. You got to do what you got to do during these times. Right, Lil? Absolutely. And oh, and then I was able to get this um, professional boxer from like a long time ago. His name is Jerry Cooney. Uh, we met him like a while ago, and because I was like, you know, trying to do some boxing reporting, uh, mm-hmm. he had given me his personal cell phone number and said, "Hey, if you ever want to interview me or like you need anything, just let me know." So obviously, I can't, I can't really do any boxing reporting now because of everything going on. So I ended up texting him and I was like, hey, this isn't boxing related, but do you think you can make a, a little birthday message for my dad? And he's like, oh, of course. Let me just, when my daughter wakes up, I'll have her record it for me. So, That's so uh, sweet. Yeah, so uh, it was a super last second thing, but so many people pulled through, including you. So, like, thank you for being a part of it. It makes it super of special. Of course. All right, before I go on and on and on, let's just get into the stories. That's why you're here. (laughs) All right, let's go. Me first? Of course. All right, this one is called Halloween and the Old Kmart Building. I posted this once before as a comment on a post-gathering content for a YouTube video and decided to repost it. I've referenced this experience in part multiple times recently. This is the full experience. Halloween of 2015. In 2015, I worked a couple weeks at one of those Halloween stores that are in town for the season. This particular location had been an old Kmart building that had been empty for a number of years. A particular problem for this building was the homeless population breaking in to have a safe place to sleep out of the cold. My first day, I was put in the back area, shuffling stock onto pegs. Being my first day, I hadn't met everyone, so when I saw movement out of my peripheral vision, I didn't pay much attention to it. Way off in the back left corner of the building, outside of the old double doors going into the old stock room, I saw a man. Very tall, maybe about six foot three, Hispanic, one of the biggest I have ever seen, long, curly, dark hair, dark complexion, white t-shirt, and blue jeans. I figured it was simply a co-worker I had not yet met and didn't think much of it. A few moments later, I looked up and the fellow was gone. A shift later, I'm an opener. 
Our manager tasks a coworker and I with going into the old stock room to look for a cart for stock. We get back there and a motion-activated light in the hallway on the other side of the swinging door turns on. Then the next. Then the next. My coworker freaks and says, oh, crap, it's probably another homeless person who broke in. Come on, let's go catch them and make sure the back door is locked. So we chase after the movement. We get into the hall, which has a door on the other end, and see no one. But in the next area, where the back door is, the light's turned on. We run in there, and a stairwell leads up from this area to the old offices. The lights going up the, the lights going up the stairs start turning on like someone is going up, but there was no one there. Not a rat, not a moth, or so much as a cockroach to trigger the motion sensors. Mm-hmm. We double-check the back door, and it is securely chained and locked. My coworker turns white as a sheet and says, that's it, I'm done, we're the hell out of here. <laughs> a shift or two later, I ended up in the back area again, shuffling stock. From my peripheral vision, I see the same man again, but this time he is maybe 15 feet away. I paid attention this time and could make out the detail pretty well. His clothes were dirty and he wasn't wearing shoes. The guy was not just standing there. What The guy was just standing there, though, not moving. After a, a few unnerving moments of seeing him there in my peripheral vision, I look up directly at him and he's no longer there. That's odd, I thought, not connecting the dots. I just shrug it off and continue working. My final shift was on Halloween. I'm sorting merch between cards, putting broken stuff in one card and resellable stuff in another. The next thing I realize, someone is standing a foot away directly in front of me. Looking down at the card between us, I can see him perfectly and in my peripheral vision. I could see the grime on his clothes. I could see him breathing. I knew in that moment, if I looked up, he wouldn't be there. I suddenly got irrationally angry, a type of anger I've never felt. I say to him without even knowing, I know what you are and I'm... I know what you're trying to do. I'm not afraid of you. You are not welcome here. By the power of the priesthood, I command you to leave now. He growls one guttural growl, then is gone. Not fading out, no puff of wind and smoke, just gone. At my current job, a year or two later, one of my coworkers and good friends is a devout Catholic. I told him about the ghost of the homeless guy in the old Kmart building, and he just stands there and stares at me. Do you have any idea how what you did and how dangerous it was? You exercised it. You're not a priest. You should never have been able to do that. You're damn lucky it was just a ghost and not a demon. I never even considered that, nor did I consider my words before I spoke them to the ghost. It was spontaneous, like muscle memory, or like I was being guided. My friend still says I was lucky and not to do some stupid crap like that ever again. The end. Okay, so my question is, who the fuck haunts a Kmart, okay? <laughs> I need to redeem my store credit. <laughs> like, it ha- that has to be something involved with the property, not Kmart itself. I hope to God. I think it's a ghost of a... I mean, they said there was a huge homeless population, so my guess is that there was a homeless person who went in there and passed away, like, overnight, maybe wasn't found right away. Okay. That that definitely makes sense. It's not like he really, you know, if that's his last resting place, maybe yeah, there's some... it's not some... like he was... He's like the ghost of layaway past or something. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so that's creepy. And they said that that was their last shift ever. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, I'm done. Goodbye. Okay. <laughs> so, I'm going to do... Which one am I going to do? I'll do this one. 
So I saw something when I was a kid, and I thought it was in dream until recently. I can't remember what age I was at the time, probably around six or seven. I was at my cousin's house playing video games, having a normal day. Now, this house was always very unsettling to both me, my cousin, and his family from what they had from when they had moved in there, most houses in the neighborhood were eerie and unsettling too. Anyway, it was tea time, maybe around 5 p.m. Oh, these people are definitely from Europe. <laughs> and, and it was only me, my auntie, and my cousin in the house. As my cousin and I were on the game, my auntie shouted us down for tea. After telling him I'd bring it, I'd bring it up for us, I, let it, I, let to, I left to go and get it. I can't talk today. As I got to the bottom of the steps, clear as day, a bright white floating silhouette came through the front door and square up to my face in a slow moving motion. It was a large figure and I can remember it appeared to be a woman with a dress on going by the shape of the figure. It was bright and had no distinct features, either like a face, etc. I froze up and can't remember anything about the rest of the day after this moment, leading me to believe it was a dream until recently. I came home from the shop a few weeks ago and my auntie and my mom were talking in the living room about ghosts. As I came in, I said, ghosts? I'd love to see one to know if they're real or not. As I said this, my auntie responds, I remember when you were younger in my house, you came down the stairs into the kitchen looking pale and sick, saying that you had seen a ghost at the bottom of the stairs. It scared me. To be clear, I have no recollection of ever telling anyone about this story, most definitely my auntie. As I said earlier, I cannot remember anything after that moment of seeing the figure. The rest of the day is blank from my memory. How would she know this if it really was a dream? If I made this figure up in my head, why would I have never seen anything else like this before that incident or after? As soon as she said, ghost at the bottom of my stairs, the image of the floating silhouette came straight to my mind. Does anyone know what this could be? Has anyone experienced anything like this before? Since she confirmed it, I have been searching for answers but found nothing. Is this a ghost or is it something in my head? Do kids ever see things that aren't really there? And would it be that vivid? Anything will help. Thanks. Wow. Definitely a ghost. 100% a ghost. Definitely a ghost from that house or something. Yeah, there's something there. But that's crazy. The whole time you think it's a dream, you're trying to be rational about it. And then years (laughs) later, a random side conversation happens. You come up and like, oh, yeah, I wish I would have seen a ghost myself. And the aunt's like, apparently Uh, you did. did. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking nuts. It's a good story. Okay. My next story is called Dead Friend Logical Explanation or Other Presence. And I love picking ones like these just really quick because we get to kind of get the opportunity to debunk stuff. So we'll see if there is a logical explanation or if it's some other kind of presence. I got my detective hat on. (laughs) Okay. I'm usually a very, sometimes infuriatingly, rational, logical person. And while I'm not a disbeliever of the paranormal, it is rarely my go-to answer when something weird happens. That being said, I need some, I need some help making sense of what's been going on for the last two weeks. I've been staying with my parents for the last four months, recovering from a broken ankle and then because of the quarantine. But these strange events began only recently. My birthday was two weeks ago. I was sort of dreading it. The last few years, I've gotten a little weird around my birthday because a good friend of mine died the day after his own birthday six years ago. And that kind of stuck with me. 
I've also had this feeling ever since I was a kid that I wouldn't live past the age that I just turned. So this birthday kind of felt like the start of open season for me. To ease some of that anxiety, as I was going to bed the night before my birthday, I invited that late friend of mine to visit me if he wanted. Something happened four years ago that made me think he was trying to contact me and two different mediums suggested that if I reach out to him like that in order to find out what he wanted, he would. I was hoping to dream about him that night, but I didn't. No big deal. The next morning, I left the guest room and went into the family room where I found one of my parents' cats on the mantle above the fireplace. Full disclosure, she is a black cat and she can be fickle and even feisty and vicious at times, but she's usually pretty chill with me. I reached up and started petting her and she was enjoying it until suddenly she wasn't. Sounds like typical cat behavior to me. Yeah. Uh, seemingly for no reason, she suddenly jerked back away from my hand and reared her head back as if trying to avoid me, even though I wasn't advancing. She then batted the air to the right of my hand, turned away, glanced at me wide-eyed, and leapt away. I mentioned this to my parents, and they chalked it up to either that cat just being herself or, perhaps, that she smelled something offensive on my hand. Of course, these are both possible, even likely explanations, but I couldn't help remembering that I had just invited my dead friend to visit me. I know it sounds crazy, but is it possible that he was trying to pet the cat too? A few days later, I awoke to find the lamp on in my room. The lamp is on a remote control, and I rarely use it, so the remote is on the same tall, narrow table as the lamp itself. To be specific, it's on top of five deck of, decks of cards on top of the table. In other words, no roaming animal could have possibly leapt onto the remote and activated it by mistake without noticeably disturbing other things on the tabletop. I traced all the wires and outlets and devices to see if unplugging them and replugging them would trip the lamp to turn it on, but nothing did. I mentioned it to my dad, and he said that my nephew's remote control cars sometimes used to turn on and off randomly when they were kept in this room. And he always believed that there was some radio interference in the room, which is on one end of the house and very close to the wireless router. Honestly, I'm totally fine believing that. I just wish that something like that had happened during any of the three months that I was staying there before I invited my dead friend to visit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Two nights after, I found the lamp on. The TV in the room, uh, the TV in the room turned on at exactly midnight. The remote was an arm's length away from me, lying face up. The cable box did not turn on. There just was snow. Perhaps it was just some radio signal that turned... Perhaps it was just the same radio signal that turned on the lamp. But again, it's been here since mid-January, and this is the first time it has happened. Finally, three times since the TV turned on, the smoke and carbon monoxide detector in the foyer of the house has gone off. It beeped three times the alarm pattern for smoke fire... Um, but there hasn't been smoke. Um, I'm, it's not warning us about carbon monoxide at all. It beats this little pattern a few times, then stops on its own. There are at least three other smoke detectors in the house and at least two other carbon monoxide detectors, but none of them have gone off. In the past, we've had some sensitive alarms that would go off if a spider walked across them, but no spiders have been found on this one. Last night was the third time it went off, and I suggested to my dad that maybe it needed a new battery. But it turns out that it doesn't take batteries. It has some guaranteed 10-year internal power source or something, and he just bought it last year. We can't figure out why it keeps going off, but like the lamp and the TV, it didn't do so until recently. Also, it's nowhere near the guest room where I've been staying. 
I don't feel a presence in the room or in the house in general, but I never have been in situations like these, even when others around me have. So I don't have a way of knowing whether my friend is here after all. In an effort to curb the lamp slash TV stuff, I did try to let my dead friend know that I meant for him to visit me in my dreams and not in the physical world, but I still haven't dreamt about him, and the stuff with the smoke detector has kept happening. There is also, of course, a small part of me that worries that someone or something else received my, quote, invitation, and that who or whatever is here isn't the friend I asked to come. My family has lived in this house for 30 years, and I've never been aware of occurrences like these happening with such frequency or without a more concrete, logical explanation. There was a story that my brother and I heard when we were kids about someone who lived here before us who might have killed himself and might have done so in the room that is now the guest room. But we never knew whether it was true or just a neighborhood legend. I've slept in this room plenty of times, both as a kid and as an adult, and I have never once been worried about if it was haunted or anything. Now that this weird stuff has started happening, though, I can't help wondering if that old story was true and if maybe that's who and if maybe it's that president who's re, who's in who ah, if it's that resident who's here instead of my friend thoughts i would love insights or theories especially if someone can solve these mysteries with logic and reason the end oh well i feel like it's kind of hard to know whether it's specifically your your friend or if it's someone that um wasn't was taking the invitation you put out into the universe because we don't really know the friend. And I yeah. feel like if it's a message meant for you or they're trying to contact you, you get that gut instinct that like you mm-hmm. feel their presence. Like, you know, they're there. Like, you know, like you can hear your parents going up the stairs and you could tell who's going up the stairs without seeing who they are just because you can recognize the patterns of how they yeah. walk and stuff. So I feel like that still is applicable to people in the afterlife and if we sense people like our loved ones that have passed on if they're still Mm -hmm. with us whether it's a scent you hear something that sounds like them their voice um and I also think it's kind of it's kind of hard when people are trying to force something to happen like they this girl wanted a dream to happen Mm -hmm. I, I don't believe that the spirit world works like that yeah I think that it's when you're supposed to get the message when you're meant to get the message for a specific reason I don't think that if you just ask for it it's gonna happen um when I yeah that is a little entitled I think yeah like when you like some nights I'm like oh like I wish that uh I have a dream about pep or I have a dream about my grandparents and it doesn't happen Mm -hmm. but then one night I'll just fall asleep not thinking of anything in the world and they'll pop up so it's kind of like I think it's when you're supposed to receive the message and you're not subconsciously trying to force it to happen. Yeah. So what like what do you think about the situation with the smoke detector and um the um, the cat situation? Like what do you th- do you think that that was paranormal? If so, who do you think it was? I think the cat is just being weird. Okay. Because cats don't like me, so <laughs> That's like every experience I've ever had with a cat. A cat will be in a great mood until I walk by and then it just hisses at me. Like you've seen with Boots. Boots <laughs> hates me and I don't know why. But to be fair, Boots hates everybody except Mike and slightly me. So, <laughs> okay. I mean, like Loki will walk past and she just goes and like swipes at him. I'm like, he did nothing to you. <laughs> like he's just walking by in his own house. Let him be. <laughs> 
such a diva. And I, it's such a cat move. Like, she's the typical cat, too. Yeah, cats don't, like, I'll, like, I, I guess I'm just, like, uh, like, maybe they can tell I'm a dog person, but cats just, like, don't like me. Anyways, the point is <laughs> that I think something is trying to manifest itself. Mm-hmm. I do, and I think that it's using, I mean, like, a 10-year battery, that gives a lot of energy to a spirit who needs it. Definitely, definitely. So I think maybe they were trying out other ways of kind of showing they're there and then kind of found this, you know, CO2 fire smoke detector, Mm -hmm. whatever, and saw that and kind of latched onto that as its way of manifesting. I, I, yeah, I could definitely, I could definitely see that too, because we've seen so many theories and occurrences happen where spirits use energy from different electrical sources to try to make themselves known. So it's completely logical. Exactly. So my next story, which one am I going to do? I'll do this one. Um, There are bunkers under our house. For background, my house is on a fairly large hill surrounded by flattish land, maybe a little hilly with a train station nearby. Everything started when my brother and I were fairly young, around when I was six or so. My mother heard a metal-on-metal knocking below her at night. It was strange because she said it sounded as if it were below the house where we slept peacefully. She claimed to have heard them many times at night when we were younger and it had started to stop as we grew older. However, after I told the story almost two years... After I was told the story almost two years ago, I went to bed and heard exactly what she did. It scared me so much that I had to sleep in the same room as her. My brother... My mom and I talked about this the next day over lunch after I heard the knocking. She and I tried to explain to him what we heard. Immediately, he shot up and remembered that in the woods behind our house, he and his friend found two closed bunker-like doors that go into the ground. We immediately, uh, on Google Earth, tried to find them, and sure enough, he wasn't lying. What's really strange is that for years, there have been military helicopters and planes flying over our house and directly over the bunker doors ever since my mom has heard the sounds. As the years went on, she would hear the noise less and less, and we wouldn't see the planes and helicopters as often either. But for some reason, recently, everything has been coming back. Both my mother and I heard the knocking, and there were planes that flew over us. We believe that there is a hidden government-owned bunker beneath us, hiding something from the world. Who knows what's down there? My dad doesn't believe any of it, though. To make matters even worse, or weirder, my boyfriend mentioned the fact that the train station is only a few minutes from our house. Perhaps they built it close by to ship supplies here via locomotive to build the bunker. Creepy. Ooh, what's going on in the bunker? Right? Like, I I thought at first they were able to access the bunker from their basement or something, which I would have thought was so fucking cool. But... Um, yeah, this is just an unrelated bunker that's deep, 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 like, in the woods or whatever. Um, but, yeah, that's weird. And it's so coincidental that as soon as they hear the noises coming from the bunker, there are planes flying planes, over. And, yeah. I mean, this story, they this was posted about 25 days ago, so this is, like, the beginning of, like, the quarantine and stuff. So mm-hmm. maybe it was just picking up recently because maybe there's something in that bunker uh, in, in regards to the government, and maybe it's something to do with the virus. Ooh, Ooh conspiracy. Spooky kooky ooky. That's my theory. The, the vaccine for COVID-19 is in that bunker. <laughs> That's it. That is it. 
So okay, on, an, on a slightly unrelated note, I've been doing, like, spooky kooky I've been, like, I we had turkey for dinner, and I called it turkey kirky-urky. Oh, my God. Your parents are probably like, how many more days left of this fucking quarantine? They literally want to punch themselves in the face, <laughs> and me, too. Because I was like, oh, it's turkey kirky-urky. And my mom was like, Lily, what? Okay, no, Amy can't talk shit, because she said spooky kooky So she's a part of the she's a part of the cult now. She's part of the squad. She's definitely a boo thing. She's absolutely a boo thing. Does Mike listen to our podcast? He listened to it for a while, and then he had a trial pickup, and he didn't have as much time, and he keeps on saying, I'm going to listen to it on my run. When he starts running again. And then he starts listening to us during his run, he loses all motivation and has to turn us off. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Lily, what's your next story? Okay, our next story is called Assisted Living Activities. Ooh. Yeah, and it's funny, the author says, like, oh, this is a long story, but it's actually not that long compared to some of the other ones we've read. I was going to say, they don't know what we've (laughs) read, okay? We've read pages. We've had, like, 20-minute stories before. Yeah, This is going to be nothing. Okay, so long story. I have never run across this in my life, and it spooked me the other night badly. I went to the bathroom at work and heard noises. I texted the nurse asking if it was her or the security on the other side of the door. She was in a different building. So after the rummaging sound stopped, I went out and no one was there. Chalked it up to creepy security. Later that night, a resident, we will call her A. Ooh, pretty little liar style. Uh, A called for help because she wet herself through her depend. Weird behavior because she has never done that. As I am helping her notice... As I am helping her, I notice her neighbor, resident B, across the hall door is open. I dart over to check on her, and she informed me there is a group of ladies outside doing crafts in the middle of the night. One was short and in what appeared to be a raincoat. I shook it off as she has been acting weird lately anyways. I told her I would be back when I am done, and I shut the blinds and locked the door. She should just go to bed. I finished with the wet resident A and finished tasks at hand for B next. I left her and went to give medications. Next, I walk into resident C, who informs me some ladies were trying to get her to go outside and play in the grass at 3 a.m. I asked for more details, but all she could describe was that one lady was short. Weirded out, I move on. Nurse comes over, and we go into resident D's room, and resident B's room room door is open again. B informed me two women grabbed her and shoved her against the wall that she feels unsafe, and I took her into the hall, making her sit there so I can keep an eye on her. A few more people seen in other female residents, like resident E, informs me she heard around 3 a.m. a group of women in the hall talking. I have been here all night, and there wasn't. Mind you, all these people are telling me this unprovoked, no mention or the, no mention or them being able to complete each other's stories, complete, complete opposite sides of the building. No hints or anything. So now I am spooked and wondering if there are bad spirits here or something. I am more of a I I will believe it when I see it kind of person. Though the noises and stories lining up may have fried my nerves last night. I spoke to a friend who is more into this stuff, informing me to use frankincense and or sage. I am unable to get sage at the store because that morning my car broke down. Though I did have a bottle of frankincense essential oil and said what harm could it do. So tonight, I went back to each resident and applied some to their windows and door frames. Residents A, B, and C's lights near their room flickered. 
shrugged it off as an old building thing because it was not so up to code in in most areas. We went to resident E's room and did it to hers. As she was telling me she has been feeling sick, I hear the springs on the old gate outside her room open and shut. I haul ass out of the room and rush outside, ripping the gate open to see who it was. No one was around. Security was across the street screening people to come into work. I walk over and ask him who went in, and he said no one was there. I think I am going crazy. The end. Mm, so do you think it was maybe like a past patient or do you think it was maybe like a hostile nurse that, you know, came back from the dead or what do you think? I, I was picturing for some reason, cause they said like multiple people. I was picturing like maybe like a group of like past patients who passed away there who are just kind of fucking with the nurses now. Okay. Like, they're like, oh, I didn't have the energy to do this when I was alive, so now I'm just going to, like, now I'm just going to be annoying as fuck. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That yeah. makes that, I'll, I'll take it. That's, because I mean, it just seems like <laughs> it you're, reminds like. Me, it reminds me kind of of the story we had yesterday in the nursing home. Do you know how many stories we do that, like, I just completely, like, lose track? Well, the only, I don't remember a lot about it. I just remember <laughs> that we had a nursing home story yesterday. And we had one again today. But nursing, like, nursing homes definitely, it makes sense that they're haunted because there's so many passings and, you know, so much pent-up energy, you know? Yeah. Um, so, it makes sense. Okay. So, my next story is titled, Shapeshifter or Just Your Average Eight-Foot Cat? <laughs> So, just a little background of my hometown before I begin with the story. I was raised in a tiny, heavily wooded, poor village in Mexico where literally everyone knows each other. 95% of the villagers are still in touch with their deep Mayan roots, and many of them only speak Maya, which is Spanish is the only main language of Mexico. Ancient Mayan rituals, offerings, are practiced daily. There are plenty of witches and warlocks, good and bad. And with that being said, there are many people opening doors to the other side. Although I have dozens of stories and many encounters with the other side, this particular encounter happened to my cousin with about 15 plus witnesses to confirm. But this is by far my favorite story to tell. I called him to make sure I got the details straight. My cousin has lived his whole life there. Strange or paranormal activity is pretty much the norm out there. He's been living at this house for quite a few years and everything was normal, quote unquote, until he started building on this land. Every night he would hear rocks getting thrown on the rooftop. By the way, his house is made of cinder blocks. This went on for several months. He eventually went to talk to his neighbors to ask if their kids or anyone they knew were messing with them. His next door neighbor said that he has been hearing it as well, but thought nothing of it. So they agreed to take turns on the neighbor's roof with their hunting rifles. The next evening, his neighbor spots someone creeping through the side of my cousin's house. So he gives off a warning shot and calls out all the neighbors because he thought he caught the guy. Turns out it was a 15-year-old kid trying to rob someone's house and ended up at the wrong one. (laughs) He admitted to this but denied throwing rocks up there. The whole neighborhood took him straight to his mom's door and made sure he got a good punishment. LOL. (laughs) Fast forward a couple days. The rocks are still being thrown up there and they kept getting bigger and louder. One morning, him and his neighbor go hunting on his land. He said he felt like he was being watched. A few hours in, he took a step to the left, and as soon as he did so, a huge rock, bigger than a cinder block, went right past his head. Him and his neighbor looked back around them, but they were the only people there. There's no possible way a human could throw a rock that big and run away without being seen or heard. 
Once they realized something was wrong, they both ran out of the woods. They both got home, and they didn't know what to say or do. They decided to go on to his rooftop to clear out the little rocks that had been thrown out there. Turns out the rocks were full-sized 50 to 20, 50 to 200 pound rocks that somehow oh were being thrown 15 plus feet in the air to end up on the roof. It took three people to throw some of the rocks off the roof. They decided to keep going with the roof patrols. The next day, the next night, the neighbor who was on the top roof heard something. He peeked down and saw the dark figure of a man. He reached for his rifle and cocked it and took the shot. He ran out of his house at 2 a.m. yelling, I got the son of a bitch. Of course, <laughs> the gunshot alone was enough to wake up everyone around, and they all came out once they heard him yelling out. My cousin was the first one out. They immediately went to the side of the house to identify the man or woman. But when they got there, there was no human being of any sort. Instead, there was a giant cat-like creature the size of a lion. There are no lions, tigers, or any big cats anywhere near that area. The neighbor said, I swear I shot a person. I saw his hands. I watched him turn around and look at me when I cocked the rifle. I watched him fall to the ground. They began inspecting the creature. My cousin had the sudden urge to look in its mouth. There were no cat-like fangs. There were no sharp, ugly teeth. In its place were perfect human teeth. He joked that they looked better than his teeth because no dentist. <laughs> this confirmed to everyone that the neighbor wasn't seeing things and that this creature did not belong here. They moved the body of the creature to ritual grounds where they sent it, They could send it off to where it belongs. They asked neighbors to bring their trash and other stuff so they didn't need for fire, that they don't need for fire fuel. They dumped gasoline on the creature, covered it with trash, threw more gas and more trash and more gas. They let it burn for hours. They waited till the fire put itself out. All that was left was a pile of ashes. So they started cleaning up the mess. But to everyone's surprise, the creature is still on the ground, in one piece. Not a single burn mark to it. My cousin went up to it with a stick to break it apart, because that's only what happens to something that was on fire for hours. You can poke it with a stick right through it. Nope! He pushed down as hard as he could, and the creature's skin came back up. It's as if it still had elasticity. This was an automatic get-out-of-here-now moment for everyone there. The next day, a few people go to check on this thing and it was gone not a single paw print on the ground and ever since this happened not a single rock has been thrown on his rooftop it's amazing to think what this world is hiding from us wow yeah that is like the like quintessential shapeshifter story yeah i think so and it's like and like we said it's so cool to read stories from different different countries because of the different cultures and in mexico they really like to connect with the other side and there's so many open portals there so i can mm -hmm. only imagine what they're attracting and that kind of goes with the theory um that we were talking to with matthew when he was on our show of the concept of you know you know maybe these portals are to another world on the like are on the other side where sometimes things like bigfoot or other cryptids come out from not realizing yeah. realizing that they've left and entered through another portal and are now in our world, and they're just wandering around trying to get back. And yeah. maybe that's why there are some people that have gone missing and there's no trace of them, because maybe they're on the other side. <laughs> they're in another world. So, yeah, it's an interesting concept. Wow. Huh. And yeah. throwing the fucking 200-pound rocks or whatever, however yeah. heavy they were. Please. I, no. I could never... I just want to know what the point was, though. Like, why? Like, why? Why throw those rocks? Like, you just Imagine, more work. So, um, you remember Bye, Felicia? Yes. 
I'm proposing a phrase called why, Felicia. <laughs> why shapeshifter? Why shapeshifter? Jeez. Okay. So my next story is called Something Weird Happened to Me Last Night. I was just getting ready for bed. I had just finished brushing my teeth and wanted to wash my face. I'm leaning over the sink, rinsing off my face, and as soon as I stand up, the lights go out in the bathroom. In the reflection of the mirror, I can see what looks like a silhouette on the open bathroom door. I honestly thought my boyfriend was being silly and hiding in the hallway, which is what I assumed was the silhouette taking shape on the door from the lights in the hallway. I checked the hallway, and nope, my boyfriend was still up in the loft already in bed. The light has turned back on at this point. Maybe they were off for about 10 seconds. I asked my boyfriend if any of the lights went out near him, and he said no. The thing is, those lights never flickered, like it was the bulb needing to be changed and turn off, and never turn off unintentionally. Um, I tried recreating the silhouette from different angles, and I cannot get anything even close. Someone would have had to be standing right... Uh, someone would have had to be standing right in front of the door for anything to look even vaguely similar... And no, I was standing next to the door, not in front. The weird thing is, when I shut off the lights, it looked way darker than it had when I originally, when they originally turned off. I am so confused. My boyfriend thinks I'm reading too many unexplained stories <laughs> and listening to too many spooky podcasts. Hey, shout out to us. Uh, while all of this is true, I am a very skeptical person and would like to disprove things if possible. It makes me wonder what the heck happened. The end. What is your theory on that? I think this is just the beginning. Ooh. Ominous. I feel like there might be more on its way. I hate the concept of darkness being darker than the normal dark. Yeah. That's what freaks me out. Yeah. There's levels to this shit. Yeah. When, when, whenever people, when we read stories about like the hat man or shadow people and they say oh the room was dark but they were dark or like how does that happen all the right? lights are off it's pitch black it's you get darker than pitch black like that's terrifying yeah it like takes on its own color form weird yeah uh, okay my next story is google is scaring the daylight out of me okay so it is 2 a.m where i live and i was just about to go to bed i was laying down checking my phone for the last time and then suddenly my google home that i had for five months or so wakes up i haven't said anything and no one is awake in my house i shook it off as a malfunction and told it to go back to sleep as soon as it goes back to sleep it turns on again and this time i decide to let it play it wrecking it tries to recognize a sound remind you there is no one making a sound at 2 a.m and after 30 seconds or so says, sorry, I couldn't hear that, then goes back to sleep only to wake up and repeat the process again. I get scared, so I mute the Google Home and grab my phone to plug it in. I kid you not, Google voice controls up and running on my phone too. I never use any voice commands with my phone, and I'm already scared, so I turn my phone fully off, grab my old phone, and here I am. I'm, I will try to go to sleep, but I don't know if I will be able to after what just happened. Does anyone have any ex- that is spooky when we were recording in my house before the whole quarantine thing happened i mean we had so many weird experiences with my google home 
I remember, didn't we have something like that happen once when we were in the middle of recording and we just heard, sorry, I couldn't understand that. Yeah, it, like some weird stuff and I, with no relation. It's not like we said, hey, I have a Google thing next to me, so I'm not trying to turn it on. But, you know, like it's weird. <laughs> like, and I've never had that malfunction, malfunction happen before until we were reading stories. And I think it happened more than once with us, I'm pretty sure. So, hmm. I don't know. The whole concept of, like, Google and how Mike and I were talking the other day about getting, oh, we were talking about getting a new mattress. Just like, oh, you know, we should get, like, a Tempur-Pedic or a sleep number or something if it weren't mm -hmm. so expensive. Didn't Google it or anything. We were just talking about it. He goes on his phone and goes on to Instagram, and a sleep number sale is on, like, as an ad on his Instagram. That's terrifying. It's one thing if you're Googling it, then I understand that, you know, data, shit like that. But during just a normal face-to-face -face conversation, not looking yeah, up in like our phone. Yeah, they're, always listening. It's horrifying. And I've tried to turn off different settings from, like, what I've learned online, but I feel like we can't escape it now. Nope. It's just, like... Google owns you. It, it does. It does. And good luck if you own me. Good luck. <laughs> good luck. You're not getting much from me, bud. <laughs> all right lily what's your last story all right my last story is called the music box just played on its own at 4 a.m Ooh, creepy i just wanted to post this here since i'm up 30 minutes after this just happened and i don't see myself falling asleep anytime soon to give some background my boyfriend gifted me one of those mechanical movement music boxes a while ago at first we played it pretty often because it was a cute song from a movie we both adore but for at least a month now, it has been sitting on a shelf next to my bed unplayed. Recently, I've been feeling some weird energy next to my side of the bed. I'm an empath, and I tend to be sensitive to energies. But in all honesty, when it's time to go to sleep, I try to dismiss it because who really wants to have a ghost activity? Not me. Hard pass. <laughs> Plus, I love horror films, and I binged a series recently and assumed I freaked myself out with it a little. But some nights... But some nights it's been harder to ignore. I've been, I've been scared to get up and use the restroom during the night. One night I even switched places in bed with my boyfriend because the gaze of it felt so strong. Mm. I've had moments where I think someone, where, where I think I see someone in the dark, but I dismiss it because it's too frightening to acknowledge. My boyfriend ha even had a bout of sleep paralysis in which he dreamt that I asked him what was behind me as I faced him in the bed. Tonight, I struggled again with the fear and anxiety, uh, but I eventually managed to drift in and out of sleep until 4 a.m. That little mechanical movement music box started to play the tune entirely on its own. My boyfriend and I were startled awake, and at first I was disoriented and thought it was his alarm going off. Anyways, we immediately turned the light on as we were both pretty freaked out. He's been able to go back to bed, but I burned some sage and did a blessing to try to ease my mind which hasn't been particularly effective as I'm writing this now. <laughs> I looked at the little box and tried to see if there was any way it could have done that on its own, and I have no answer. You have to twist the little knob on the bottom twice for it to even play. I don't know, you guys. I want to be wrong because the idea of something in my home, despite all of my protection charms, is really frightening. Hopefully the sun comes out soon so I can feel safe to sleep. The end. I don't like music boxes. 
I'm always, I would be constantly afraid that it's going to play on its own if I had a music box, because that's just terrifying. It's in all the horror movies with the little kids giggling and stuff, and I just, it's just not a good item. I've never, I've had music boxes, I've had old music boxes from when I was younger, from passed down from my mom. Never got good vibes from it. I never wanted a music box. I never thought, a music box, music yeah. never brought me genuine joy. It was just weird. It's kind of, it's kind of creepy. It's kind of spooky kooky ooky because it's always like all chimes, like do, 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 do. I don't know. It's just. Oh, definitely. Like definitely some dead kids connected to that music box. I'm yeah. There's no music box that plays the cha-cha slide. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's always something sad. All right, Lily. So we need to patent pen this because we now have to make music boxes that break that the stigma the of it being <laughs> yes. haunted. Just have all just different, like, uh, Drake Bell songs and, like... Oh, I love Drake Bell! <laughs> anything. Cody Simpson, whoever. Just... Yes! I think they'd be game. Bubblegum pop music boxes. It's It should be a thing. If we're going to bring back music boxes, it needs to be in a positive light. Boom. Yes. We I got agree. it. Okay. So, my last story for today is short but creepy. And it is titled, I Think There Is a Ghost in My Room. I've always been interested in ghosts and the paranormal, but I've never truly believed in it because I hadn't experienced it myself. Well, up until now. About a week ago, I was lying in bed and I wanted to light a candle. So I grabbed a lighter to light the candle. And as a joke, I said to myself, if there's a ghost in here right now, make the light flicker. But the light actually flickered. (laughs) At first, I thought it was just a coincidence. So I tried it again and again and again. I even filmed a couple of times. Every time the lighter did what I asked it to do. I was freaked out, but I shrugged it off and moved on with my daily tasks. However, today I woke up with scratches all over my shoulder. I'm kind of scared this ghost is evil and wants to hurt me. And honestly, I have no clue what I can or should do about it. Does anyone have similar situations and knows what I can do about this? Thanks in advance. Wow. Yeah, maybe no more playing with a lighter for a ghost. I wish this person had the friend in your story that was saying don't mess with that stuff because you may have exercised like a ghost but it could have been a demon yeah you're lucky it was a ghost and not a demon yeah so maybe this person got the demon end of that stick so yeah i don't know know. (laughs) because lighter seems innocent of oh they're just trying to communicate this and that you don't think anything of it you open yourself up to whatever's there right Mm-hmm. And then you wake up with scratches. No good spirit is going to leave you with any sort of physical damage, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah. So that ends my last story uh, for today's episode. Lily, do you have anything to close off with before we go into our socials? Be careful around ghosts. That is what you need to know. That is the whole podcast of just ghouly things be careful (laughs) around ghosts ghosts. (laughs) all right so let's get with the socials follow us on instagram at just ghouly things podcast personal instagrams at rebecca ruber and at lily baldessari twitter jgt podcast facebook like page just ghouly things podcast facebook private group just ghouly things podcast donate to our patreon just Cooly Things Podcast. And if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience that they'd like to share in our show, feel free, free, blah, 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 blah. Feel free to email us at <laughs> Podcast at gmail.com. 
And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, remember, if you haven't already, rate us five stars and review us. I know most of you haven't because I can see how many people listen to our episodes, and it's more than the ratings we have, so you should probably do that. (laughs) Okay? Just saying. I'm going to keep nagging you until you all do it, and we have millions of of five-star reviews and just reviews in general. So (laughs) do it, and I'll shut up about this. Okay, people? I ask for one thing. Rate Peer and review. Pressure. Yeah, no big deal, you know? And no big deal if you're not listening on Apple Podcasts. I mean, we like the return reviews, but you can totally screenshot your favorite episode or this episode and post it on all your social media, send it to all your paranormal loving friends, future boo things, and, you know, put us on the map. So thank you guys again for listening to Just Ghoulie Things, the Quarantine Spooky Story Special, episode 51, and we will talk to Boo tomorrow. Goodbye. Goodbye.